You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Are you ready for the Word of God? Are you ready to be challenged by the Word of God? Hallelujah. Please stand to your feet. If you're visiting with us for the first time, we have a habit in Household of Christ since 2006. We declare the Word of God before we minister the Word of God. Amen. We make a declaration of God's Word. So you're only declaring the Word of God. Are you ready? One, two, three. I'm a son of God revealed. I'm blessed with every blessing in Christ Jesus. I'm saved. I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm a life-giving spirit. I accept His sacrifice on the cross and His resurrection power in my life. I'm bound to His Word and can do what it says I can do. I receive the Word of God with meekness, and I'm changed from glory to glory. I have the God kind of faith. I'm the righteousness of God and will never be the same. Jesus Christ is my Lord. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. As you take your seat, turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say, your smile looks better than the last time I saw you. Tell them, keep on smiling. I know you have a lot of things to be happy about. Amen. You might be facing some challenges, but when you know that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, there's reason for you to rejoice. Amen. It's reason for you to smile and to be happy that you've received the salvation of Jesus Christ into your life. Amen. Today, I want to minister a message, God's time is the best. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's time is the best. Can I ask you a simple question? Do you know what season you are in right now? Because one of the biggest mistakes that people make is they compare their own lives to another person when they're in a season of harvesting while you're in a season of planting. Students make the mistake to look at people while they're in a season of studying, they want to socialize. When you understand the season that you are in, you'll have peace in your heart. Amen? Many young people want to be in a season of retirement, but it's still your season to work. Can I have one amen at least? Or just, or just double blink at me. Amen. We should teach our children from a young age so that they understand times and seasons. I've told my children at school, it's your time to study. Time to socialize will come. I'm not saying they should never have fun and so they, they do go out and do things, but they focus is to study. Amen. If you go to varsity, if your parents are paying for you to go to university and you're registering this year, it's not I'm going to university to party. No, you're going to university to study. Genesis 8 verse 22 says, while the earth remains, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, winter and summer, and day and night shall not cease. God says, while the earth remains, while we are here on planet earth, there's going to be seasons. There's certain seasons that you can change. And there's certain things that just don't change. A day has got 24 hours. Morning and evening. Depending on where you stay, the days might be longer or shorter. 
But day and night, it's there. It's a season. Winter and summer, cold and heat, it's there. Depending where you are, winters can be colder. Summers can be warmer. I have family from the UK. When it's winter here and they are visited, they're in short sleeve shirts outside and we're thinking, what's wrong with you? It's winter. And there's certain other places, again, their winters are too hot for us. We can walk around. So times and seasons will remain here on earth. But then seed time and harvest, that's one of the things where you have some control. Because it depends on what you sow is what you will reap. That means you can change your circumstances. If you need more smiles in your life, who of you need some more smiles in your life? Let me just see. Start planting some smiles. Amen? Are you ready to smile? Let me see you smile. Smile. If you're going to work and everybody is grumpy, don't you walk in there with a super grumpy look. You be the one with a super smile. Amen? Because when you are planting friendship, you'll reap friendship. So you can change your situation and your circumstances through the seeds that you plant. Turn to the person next to you and say, seed time and harvest. The Bible talks about the sons of Issachar who had understanding of times and seasons to tell Israel what to do. Israel in the Old Testament is a type of the church. So they had understanding to guide the church what season they are in, what to do. Do you know what season you are in right now? Daniel tells us that God has got the ability to change times and seasons. Remember, when there was a war, God was the one who made the day stand still. Sun stand still. There's one day recorded that was longer than 24 hours because God is still God. So we need God in our lives when it comes to times and seasons. Sometimes when we're in a season, we're looking forward to the next season that we are missing what we are in right now. Young people, you wondering so much and thinking about your season when you are out of school that you're missing the fun in school right now. I guarantee you, everybody, when they leave school, they think, yeah, I should have enjoyed those days more. So I'm telling you, at school, enjoy the days. At varsity, enjoy the days because soon you'll be working. Amen. All the adults say amen. Oftentimes we don't appreciate the process. We want to jump the gun. God is busy preparing us and we want to jump the gun. Let me use an example from my own life. When I got married, my wife, Belinda, she's a worship leader. She's been a worship leader her whole life. So I thought, well, a pastor's daughter, a worship leader, here's the whole package. God, when can we go and start a church? Because I knew God had challenged me and had called me. By the grace of God, I had wisdom to go ask and say, God, when? How long do we have to wait or can we just go? You know, sometimes when we are young and we hear a message about faith, that faith acts now, faith believes now, faith receives now, we just want to step out and do it. But we've not gone through the process. 
How many people have just gone to a conference and they come back as an apostle and they want to start a church immediately? But you've not gone through the process to be prepared. So guess what God told me when I said, God, how long should we wait? Ten years. Do you know how long ten years? Have you? Ten years is ten years. <laughs> 365 days times 10. That's 10 years for you. Amen. And I thank God for that process. Imagine what could have happened if I had jumped the gun. Many times God has given us a promise and we've jumped the gun. And what we got involved with was premature. And when it's premature... It's going to be a lot of difficulties. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't jump the gun. Even Joseph in the Bible, he had a prophetic picture of the good future that God had planned for him. He would be in the palace, his brothers, his father, everybody would bow before him, but God left out the process. He had to go into the pit. He had to go into the prison. And he had to pass all those tests because there was a process that he had to go through. Turn to the person next to you, look them in the eyes and say, appreciate the process. So do you know what I did in that season when God said you had to wait 10 years? I didn't wait and say, okay, God, I know you've called me now. I'm just going to wait for you to do it. That's the biggest mistake that we make. I started putting my hand to the plow and doing everything that I could. I got involved in a connect group. On Wednesday nights, we had a connect group, and people came, and we shared the Word of God. Sundays, I served as an usher, as hard as I could. As a matter of fact, I was known as, nobody even knew my, my name. They just knew me as the guy who got the pastor's jacket. That's my label. What's his name, man? That guy that gets the jacket. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Saturday mornings, we went out to do evangelism, sharing the Word of God, praying for people, ministering to people. And everything that I could do, knowing that the grace of God was upon my life, I allowed the grace of God to work in every area of my life so that those gifts could develop and I could grow and go through the process to be ready. Amen? So when you know God has called you, Get involved in the process. That's why we say connect to a team, discover your gift and the dream, and then serve in the dream team. Because we are always better together. Amen. You know, there was many mornings, I was not a natural speaker. Many mornings early, there was a, a water tower close by where we stayed. I would go in the mornings early when there was nobody. Get on a concrete slab there, stood there, and I would preach through the grass. Preach through the grass, made some of my best altar calls there to the grass and got them saved. Amen. <laughs> oh, you laugh at me. Some of you have the passion to dance. You stand in front of a mirror and you're dancing and you're doing all your moves. I knew God had called me to preach, so I went and preached through the grass. Amen. With God, every season serves a purpose. A purpose to seek the face of God, 
turn to the person next to you and say, God's time is the best. Let me tell you something. When you are walking with God and you know that God's time is the best, there's going to be times that you're going to have highs and there's going to be times when you're going to have lows and there's times in between. And in all those times, you have to be faithful. Joseph was faithful in the prison, he was faithful in the pit, and he was faithful in the palace. So in this season, Belinda's leading worship, I'm serving, we're just living for God and going through the process. And here we get a bad report. Have you ever had a, a, a bad report in God's time? Or is it only pastors that write these tests? Let me see your hand. Here we are married, we are trusting God for children, and here a doctor tells us, and we get a second opinion, they say, unfortunately, you'll never be able to have children. Bad report in that time, you'll never be able to have children. We said, God, we are going to trust you. God gave us a scripture from Romans, who contrary to hope in hope believed, and he became the father of many nations, became the father of hope. And by the grace of God, hope was born. You know my daughter, what a beautiful testimony. But I want to ask you, take a guess how long did we have to wait again before my daughter was born? Not 10 years, 10 divided by two. Thank you, Jesus, five years, amen. <laughs> five years. That is a long time. To wait for, if, if you've been trusting God for a child, that's a long time. But I thank God for that process. Afterwards, I could ask myself an answer and say, thank you, Jesus. But in that time, sometimes it was difficult, it was tough. We don't always understand these times and seasons and the process, but answer this question. Would Samuel have been the great prophet if Hannah had not prayed so much for him? So sometimes these seasons, the process, we don't always understand it, but God is busy perfecting everything concerning us. Turn to the person next to you say, God's time is the best. Our biggest challenge today, our mind gets so occupied with worldly things that we get frustrated and we don't appreciate the process. We want to jump the gun. And many times when you jump the gun is when you make the wrong kind of mistakes. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's time is the best. When you understand the cycles of God, the times and seasons of God, you can start to capitalize on them. So when you know, okay, God is doing things in five-year cycles, 10-year cycles, then you know, okay, when we get to a 20-year cycle, I have an expectation, Lord. When I get to a 30-year cycle, I've got an expectation. 25-year cycle, I've got an expectation. Can you see why this year, 20 years for household of Christ, God's grace and miracles. It's the grace of God. Every time you walk into this building, you're walking into the grace of God. Every time when you walk into this building, you're walking into a miracle. Amen? Allow the process. Sometimes when we want to speed up things, we're actually slowing down things. Who of you have ever tried to speed up things and through you trying to speed up things, you actually slowed them down? Turn to the person next to you say, appreciate the process. Listen to what Proverbs 20 verse 24 says. It is the Lord who directs your life. 
For each step you take is ordained by God to bring you closer to your destiny. So much of your life then remains a mystery. Family, listen to me. When you are walking with God in His timing, a lot of what people will see in your life will be a mystery because they will look and say, how is this possible? But when you allow the process to go through and work through you and in you and with you and let God shape you, the Bible says God makes everything beautiful in its time. It is a rare and special grace to be able to be in sync with God, to walk with God, not to want to jump the gun, not to want to run ahead, and not to start to lag behind. The biggest mistake that people make, they compare their season to the person next to them season, and then they get frustrated. They start saying, God, why? Never compare seasons. Amen? Turn to the person next to you and say, don't compare your season to my season. You are unique, and I am unique. So many times when we look at our lives, we in English, we only have one word for time, time. But in the Bible, there's actually four different words for time. The first word is chronos. Chronicles, you know that. There's a delay, it's years. Galatians 4, verse 4. But when the fullness of time, chronos, had come. So there was a specific time when Jesus stepped into this earth. You are born at an appointed time when you look at the book of Acts 17 at the right time where you are right now at the right places where God wanted you to be because God is in control of your life. So the first is chronos. We should not waste time. Amen? The time that we have, we have to spend it using it in the right way, not wasting time. Amen? So the second word for time is the word eth. It's the word to advance. Ecclesiastes talks about time and chance that comes to everybody. Time that will come to you where God wants to advance you, take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Amen. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11. The third word for time is our eye. It talks about eternity. Eternity that God has placed in our hearts. Amen. For this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things. There's certain things we're going to do for eternity. God has placed eternity in our hearts. Amen. And then the last one, the most important one, Kairos. Kairos. The God-appointed time. God appointed time. John 7 verse 6, then Jesus said to them, my time, my kairos moment has not yet come that I should die. He says, but your time is always ready. Always ready. So can I just tell you something about yourself? You're not a mistake. I believe for you to be here, all four of those times have to align. Kronos has to be there. There must be a time to advance eternity in your heart and a God-appointed time for you to have been here. You're no accident. Amen. God wanted you to be here at this time to advance you 
in this season in your life. Amen. This year, 2023, I really believe it's a Kairos year for household of Christ. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't miss your Kairos moment. Acts 1 verse 6 says, Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? Verse 7, And he said to them, It is not for you to know times, Kronos, the time when God will do things, or seasons, Kairos, which the Father has put in his own authority. Can you see that when you are walking here in Kronos, the Chronicles, time, there is an appointed time when God would advance you for your God-appointed time, your God moment. Many times when we have a God moment, we have our part to play. We have to step into it, otherwise we can miss it. Turn to the person next to you say, you have your part to play. Tell them again, say you have your part to play. We have our part to play when it comes to this to a Kairos moment. This year, 2023, is not just a decade, 10 years, it's double decades. Decade times two, two times 10 years. So I really believe this is a year for us to step into what God has got for us. Amen. Many times when we look, we see this, what God has done, but we don't see where a person comes from. I think my mother... My mother-in-law, my wife, it's almost the only people that was at the first service that we started in 2003, where we packed out 20 chairs. 20 chairs, that was huge. 20 chairs is this middle block's first two rows. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That was the church. From there, we 20, I want to say, Two months later, we moved into the Magister's Hall. Had to pack out chairs there, clean it every Sunday morning. From there to the Round Table Hall, and then there into the School Hall. And we should not focus the whole time where we come from, but sometimes it's good just to remind you to see where you come from and what God has done. To remind you that you've killed the lion to remind you that you've killed the bear, that when you face the giant that you will know it's the same anointing, the same grace that will give you victory over the giant that gave you victory over the lion and the bear. Amen. Give the Lord a hand. So it's been quite a journey, I must tell you. Quite a journey. When you have a Kairos moment... It's just the grace of God. A Kairos moment where God advances your life is just the grace of God so that no man should boast, so that we give all the glory to God. Amen? It's important for us, Romans 12 verse 2, that we find out what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for our lives. Amen? Find out what is that will. Well, I think in this journey... You see this, you see the happiness, you see people worshiping here. But in 2019, when we moved in here, God had done something supernatural. But who of you know what happened in March 2020? Lockdown, COVID, and everything was turned up to upside down. 
And in this, when we say God's time is the best, sometimes there's disappointments. But even when there's a disappointment, God has got an appointment. Turn to the person next to you and say, appointment in disappointment. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Luke chapter 5. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't jump the gun. The promise is for those who wait. Luke chapter 5 verse 1. So it was at, as the multitudes pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. Verse 4. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and lay down your nets for a catch. Verse 5. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will lay down the net. Turn to the person next to you, say, appointment in disappointment. Tell them again, say, appointment in disappointment. Oftentimes, when we have faced disappointment, empty nets, when we've worked hard and put all our efforts in, many people have walked away from their empty nets where God wanted to fill those nets. Turn to the person next to you say, appointment in disappointment. It was not a mere chance that Jesus stepped into Simon's boat. It was a kairos moment for him. Because even when you've gone through a disappointment, God is ready to support your situation to take you from where you are to where God wants you to be. When you look at this and you see him saying, we have toiled all night. There's almost a level of bitterness in there. We've toiled all night. Don't you know how hard we've worked and nothing came of it? A frustration. Can I tell you something? When you are frustrated in a time and a season, but you know God has given you an instruction, don't become bitter. Don't do things that you will regret. Hold on to your confession. A matter of fact, Jesus was busy here with Simon to help him to change his confession. Stop confessing failure that your nets are empty and start declaring the word of God. We know he was a bit hesitant because Jesus said to him, drop your nets. And he said, I'm going to drop a net. Go read it. Jesus said, drop your nets. He wanted to do far more abundantly, exceedingly above what he could even imagine or think. But because of his limitations, the way he was looking at this, he said, I'm going to obey your word, but only a net. Let me first see. Am I talking to the right people here? Turn to the person next to you say, appointment in disappointment. If Peter's nets were full, he would have told his colleagues, you can go on, clean it, a great catch, I'll see you tomorrow. And he would have walked off that beach. And he would have missed his appointment with Jesus. Many times an appointment starts with a disappointment. It depends on how you are viewing it. 
when God supports your position, even in disappointment, there's an appointment. Because God is busy perfecting everything concerning you. Turn to the person next to you and say, God's time is the best. Tell them again, say, God's time is the best. Do you really believe that? Can I ask you this? Did Jesus bless Peter after he used his boat or before? There was no catch. There was nothing. So our excuse that we don't have anything that God can use us is not going to float on this boat. Amen? Jesus, where you are at, will say, can I use what you've got? And once he steps into that boat, you can know whatever disappointment is going to be turned into an appointment. And God could take him from where he was to where God wanted him to be. God said, now you've been a normal fisherman. I'm taking you from there to become a fisher of men. Family, listen to me. God wants to change your position where you find yourself right now, get ready for change. Turn to the person next to you, say, get ready for change. Tell them again, say, get ready for change. When it's God's time to manifest His purpose in your life, there'll be a force from heaven and you'll just see. You know, let me tell you something. When we started with this project, there's a lot of things that I thought it would happen in a certain way. Have you ever made the mistake where you want to tell God how a Kairos moment should play out? Let me just see your hand. You say, God, I just want to tell you what is the best God way that you could do this. <laughs> this platform that this building is built upon was done by somebody not even in the church. Somebody that just came and said, I'm going to help you, I want to help you. My machines are moving from that side to this side. I've got it. I'll do it for you. Brought the best equipment and just did it. Not even in the church. Thank you, Jesus. The steel structure, where I thought we will just, from the congregation, the steel structure was sponsored by somebody not even in the church. Somebody that I've known for years, he just came to me and he said, my wife and myself, we feel in our hearts, this is what we're going to do, we're going to help you, go on. Sometimes we plan things and we think how it should work, and God just does it completely different. But it will require of you to take a step of faith. You know what was one of the most difficult steps of faith that we took in this building project? When we had bought the land... We said, okay, what's the next step that we're going to take now? When God said to me, his word is like a lamp unto my feet. If you just start moving, you'll know what's the next thing. And I just had to act faith. Turn to the person next to you, say, take one step. Tell them again, say, take one step. Many of you here, God wants to do something in your life. He's put something in your heart to do it. But you're waiting for God to do it, and God's waiting for you to do it. If you're, supposed to, um, if you're supposed to be baking things, I'm just, you know, just start to bake that first cake and, and start to sell it. If you just go write a vision down, just start doing, move that one step. So what we did here is I said, okay, who's got bush cutters in the church? 
Somebody said, I've got bush cutters. I said, okay, bring your bush cutters. Started the bush cutters up and we started cutting the grass. Got videos there. Then somebody came and they said, they've got a bulldozer. Let's clear the top part of the soil. Spoke to somebody and said, what do we do next? He says, well, do a groundbreaking ceremony. And we just got together. We had, had no money yet, but we got together here and started worshiping God, thanking God, got a spade and broke the hard ground here and says, this is the groundbreaking. We thank God. And we started dancing, shouting, worshiping God like he's done it already while there was nothing. Turn to the person next to you say, take the first step. So this is the year, 20 years of grace and miracles. Do you know what? When we moved into the school hall, it was in 2006. Do you know when we did the bush cutting and started doing all those things? 2016. Turn to the person next to you say, 10 years. Turn to the person on the other side say, 10 years. Can you see the cycles here that's happening? I once was with a prophet with an assignment helping a widow. And he looked at me and I thought like, you know when you're like, it's something that you should do. And I said, is there anything else I should do? And he said, yes, just do more. I want to tell you, sometimes when we're busy with a God assignment, just do more. Because when you are doing more, when you are busy with God's assignment, it's a kairos moment that you are busy activating, that is busy reshaping your future. Turn with me in your Bibles to Isaiah 40 verse 9. This scripture is a household of Christ scripture. It's the scripture that God gave us when he called us to ministry. You can go read verse 10 as well, shepherds that God has called us to be, but I just want to read verse 9. When God says, Oh, Zion. Zion is the church. He was saying, Oh, household of Christ. You who bring good tidings, get up into the mountain. Oh, Jerusalem. He was talking to Belinda and myself, the pastors of the church. You who bring good tidings. Can you see twice? The church and we as individuals, we have to bring good tidings. There can only be good tidings if you have a good testimony. God wants to turn that disappointment into an appointment. You who bring good tidings, lift up your voice with strength. Lift it up, be not afraid. Anytime when you see in the Bible, be not afraid, it's just another way to say, have faith. Have faith. Do not be afraid, have faith. Say to the cities of Judah, say to the cities of South Africa, Behold, here is your God. Our calling is not just here in Moycliffe. Our calling is for this whole nation. Can I have more than one amen? Our calling is to bring change in this nation, and you can be a part of it. I want to challenge every person. This is the year for us to connect and to take hands so that we can do more. Amen? So that we can change people's lives, not just here. Our vision has never just been here. I'll share with you later on. Our first service that we had, when I saw the people sitting there, I could say to them, what I'm seeing here is not what God showed me. I'm going to tell you what God showed me in the future. This, 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 this. And I've seen every one of those things happen step by step, allowing God to work the process in us and through us and with us 
and by the grace of God, not jumping the gun, but now we're at the place where we cannot lag behind. We have to take hands and say, let's do it. You make the decision if you want to be a part of that. Amen. You can be part of that dream. You can be part of changing people's lives. Sometimes we sit here and we just want our lives to change. God, when is your time when you change things in my life? God says, when is the time when I can start using you to change people's lives? Amen. Give the Lord a hand. Can I tell you something? When you know God is supporting your position, even when there is seeming failure, disappointment, you will move forward because you know that God is supporting you. And I can say we truly experienced that in 2020 with the lockdown. COVID had an impact on a lot of people's lives, but I could see how God was supporting the church, just being our strength, being our shield, and we could just hold on to that grace, onto that miracle, and look what the Lord has done. Amen. For Daniel... When he had his bad report, you're going to be fed to the lions. For him, it was to go on his knees three times and just thank God. What have you been doing when you've received your disappointment, when you've received your bad report? Don't lose heart because in that disappointment, there's appointment. Turn to the person next to you, say in disappointment, there's appointment. Whatever disappointment you faced in the past, I want to tell you, this is 2023, 20 years of grace and miracles. 20 years of grace and miracles. Be a part of that, and you'll see what God will do in you and through you. Ephesians says that God has predestined us. God has predestined us. I have an expectation in my heart. I know there's giants in the promised land. I know there will be difficulties, but I know God's word is above all those things. We want to tap into that which God has called us to do, to bring change, not just in this community, not just in this city, not just in this province, but in this nation. Can I ask you a question? What are you doing with your Kairos moments? What are you doing with your God appointments? Those things that you know God wants to do in you and through you, what are you doing with them? Just saying, oh, here's another God appointment. Another one will come. Are you stepping into it and embracing it? When Daniel stepped in, a whole nation turned back to God. This is a year to reshape your future. This is a year to reshape your future. 20 years of grace and miracles. Let's embrace it and be a part of it. God's time is the best. God has predestined this time right now for all of us. Amen. Ten years. I don't even want to talk about all the ten-year cycles in my life and how many things I had to wait ten years. One prophetic word that I even received, the person never even knew me. I was on holiday in Durban. He said to me, in ten years' time, you will be amazed to see what God has done in your life. I said, God, another ten years. Can it be one year? Amen. Have you had moments like that? But I realized ten years, ten years 10 years, and I can only say thank you, Jesus, for every one of the 10 years. Like I said, when we moved into the school hall, Die Wilgers, 2006, when we broke ground here, 2016, 10 years. So there's so many 10 years. <clears throat> I mean, Philip and Andre, they had, you had to wait 10 years for your children as well. Sorry for that one, that it couldn't be five years, but 10 years, Amen. <laughs> Ten years. 
I want to close off with Isaiah 61 verse 7. It says, instead of shame, you shall have double honor. And instead of confusion, they shall rejoice in their portion. Therefore, in the land, they shall possess double. Ten times two is double. I really believe this is a year for God's people to receive double, to step into that double. Make a decision to say, I want to be a part of it. Connect to it and be a part of it. This is the year. God's time is the best, but this is God's time for us. This is a Kairos moment for every person as they come and they take hands with us to bring change, to touch and change people's lives. You can be that instrument, that Kairos moment that can change somebody's life forever. Turn to the person next to you and say, I'm going to embrace God's moments. I'm closing with this. To know something and to do something is completely different. You now know it. If you're going to do it, that's up to you. To make that decision, just to step into it. I'm embracing it. I'm embracing it. I don't want anybody to miss it. I don't want to miss what God wants to do in this year on 20 years. I don't want you to miss it. So be a part of it. This is God's time. God's time is the best. So let's just embrace it. What God has predestined for you, planned for you, this is the year to step into it and to be a part of it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please stand to your feet. We're going to pray some prayer points. Amen. Are you ready to pray? Turn to the person next to you. Say, I'm ready to pray. Tell them again, say, I'm ready to pray. Let me hear you. Say, precious Father. Help me not miss one Kairos moment. Say, Precious Father, help me not miss one Kairos moment. In Jesus' mighty name. Say, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh upon me and grant unto me the heart, the spirit of a faithful servant. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Grant unto me the heart and the spirit of a faithful servant. In Jesus' mighty name. Grant unto me a prophetic picture of the good future that you have planned for me. In Jesus' mighty name. Say, Lord Jesus... Grant unto my soul the spirit of a willing servant, the spirit of a faithful follower, in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, give me the grace to cast aside whatever could hinder me from walking in my Kairos moment. Grant me the grace to cast aside whatever could hinder me from walking in my Kairos moment. Lord Jesus, give me the grace to avoid the trap of looking back. Grant me the grace to avoid the trap of looking back. Take me, Lord, from where I am to where you want me to be. Turn every disappointment into an appointment. Turn every disappointment 
into an appointment. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said? Give the Lord a hand. Right there where you are, I want you to put your right hand on your heart, raise your other hand to heaven and just pray this prayer loud after me. Say, Precious Father, my situation is beyond human means. I need the Savior of the world to save me. Save me, Lord Jesus. Wash me with your blood. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I confess with my mouth and I believe with all my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, that he's alive right now, making intercession for all my weaknesses. Oh, Holy Spirit, help me to live a holy life, well-pleasing in your sight. I am now a child of the Most High God, in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand. If you've prayed that prayer in humility and sincerity of heart, your sins are forgiven. Your past is over. Don't talk about your past anymore. Your past is Egypt. It's a place of defeat and failure. God is taking you from Egypt into the promised land. Amen. If you want to grow spiritually, I can give you some easy good advice. Connect to a team. Get involved in a church because a living church is the reservoir of God's power. Number two, discover your gifts and the dream. Know why you are here, why God has placed you here on this earth. And then use those gifts. Serve in the dream team so that you can advance the kingdom of God. Those that are committed, that's involved in a church, they grow spiritually much, much quicker. Amen. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.